This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast. As always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock, I have a a very special guest on the phone today, somebody who... I've been looking to get on for a while, and uh, just due to other things, uh, we couldn't make it happen, but it's finally happening. We have James Jean, a.k.a. James Jean's Trick Shots. James, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing great. Just uh, hanging out here in Georgia and, you know, just trying to... It's sad that I'm not using my bow this morning, You're but it's fun. You're not a Bulldogs fan, are you? Yeah. I'm a Georgia fan. I like anything Georgia. Uh, I'm not a huge sports oh, guy, man. but like... I root for, you know, I root for the Braves. We've done awesome this year in Georgia. <laughs> you know, Falcons, I, I kind of gave up on. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just a Georgia fan. Hometown guy. I always tell people this. I'm a, I, I'm from Arkansas, so I'm a Razorback fan. But we really don't have right. any enemies because we suck. Like, so I don't have to be like, oh, Georgia, Georgia. I'm like, well, you know, we've never stood a chance against Georgia, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm right here in Carrollton. I'm on I'm west of Atlanta, kind of near the Alabama line. So we get a lot of Alabama Georgia fans, uh, and it's it's a big it's a big thing when Georgia and Alabama plays together. And usually Alabama wins, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you beat them once this year, so that was cool. De- kind of dethroning the king. So we beat them when we needed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, well, in case somebody has just been living under a rock um, and, and not seen what you do or how you do it, um, give us a, a quick insight into uh, in, into what you do and kind of how you got your start at it. So uh, basically, I do archery trick shots. I've been doing it for about eleven years now, and I could I've been doing anything from you know skipping arrows on water, curving curving arrows around objects. Um, shooting a lot of things out the air, shooting clays, aspirins, wedding rings, um, you name it. And uh, it's just kind of a way for me to kind of express myself through creativity. And it kind of gets my mind rolling on, you know, it gets, I know, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. 
um, I'll, you know, stay up night thinking about what's my next shot or how to do this shot or anything like that. And, you know, started my first YouTube video, archery trick shot video in 2011 and kind of went into a TV show called Trophy Quest and done trick shots for them and hunted on the show also. And then started the social media stuff back up in like 2017. And then a lot of people know me from there. I also do, you know, talent shows. Like uh, I, I went on the Go Big show, had Snoop Dogg and Burt Kreischer. And I'll uh, do stuff for Shooting USA also. Now, don't say you basically do trick shots because there's nothing basic <laughs> about what you do. <laughs> I can't imagine what goes into making a, a three-minute video. Like I can't imagine the not only the setup, but the the effort and the thought process. I I can't imagine what goes into a quote-unquote basic trick shot. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of set. Lately, it's been a lot of setup. Like a, I've been doing stuff at night. Well, not at night, in the dark, and then sometimes at night, and it takes so much lighting and so much camera setup that I'm spending like an hour and a half just before I even shoot, just setting it up. But the past four years, I've really gotten in tune, and doing the little talent shows helped me out a lot with consistency, where now I can go in and like I do more preparation than I do actually shooting to get these shots. And I kind of, I you kind of got to understand what your body could do, how good you could shoot, and kind of work with the trick shot to make things happen. Where a lot of this stuff, I now I have like a twenty shot rule. If I don't get it within twenty shots, it's time to move on. And it's uh, it's great, you know, figuring this stuff out. And I love, you know, I love the process. I love trying new things and seeing what works, and just playing around with arrows or how I'm drawing or any type of aiming technique or anything like that. Now, um, I've got I've got a lot of questions. Uh, before we jump in, um, let me give a quick thank you to our friends over at Season Report. Um, and if you've checked out Season Report in the past, um, I've talked about them a lot. But if you've checked them out in the past, they have just released a, a, a whole new beast of a website. They've they have uploaded more and they've done more and it's bigger and it's better now. Um, they've uploaded some gardening and some foraging features. But for us hunters, what we love about it is I view it as my my hunting uh, wallet of sorts or my hunting safety net maybe. Um, but basically what you can do is you can go in and you can save your counties that you hunt in, all states. You can save your counties that you hunt in, um, and you can go in and it gives you all the state rules, regulations, laws, bag limits, everything right there on one easy-to-use, easy-to-understand platform. You don't have to flip through different clunky state agency websites. It's all right there for you. You can view it in calendar view, so you can view overlapping season dates. And, and you know, whether you're in duck season or, or, or bow season or rifle, muzzleloader, you can see when all of those overlap. It is a very handy tool. And for just 10 bucks a year, um, I... Man, I can't think of a better thing to spend 10 bucks a year on if you're a hunter. Um, so go to SeasonReport.com, use code HUNTING101, and that's going to make that entire platform just 10 bucks for the entire year for you. I use it religiously. Whether I'm going to a new state to hunt or whether I'm just a new season rolls around and it's time to hunt, open it up, check your dates, check your bag limits, check your orange laws, check all of those types of things. That way I know for a fact that I'm following and abiding by all of the laws and regulations. Um, I had a friend one time, and, and I'm not going to name any names, but he had hunted in the same county for 
um, you know, his entire life for turkeys. And uh, he calls me. He's like, dude, I just doubled up. And uh, I'm like, that's awesome, man. Congrats. You know, and he sent me pictures and everything. And he calls me back minutes later, and he's like, dude, I don't know how this happened. Um, this has been a two-turkey county my entire life. And uh, turns out this is the first year it's ever been one turkey. And uh, so he called his game warden, and the game warden explained, you know, it's 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 all right. Um, first time in however many years. Um, it, it, it happens. Uh, thank you for calling, whatever. Um, but it's just one of those things where we fall into a, a rut of just thinking that all the laws stay the same and that nothing changes, and especially if you've hunted in a county your entire life. And this just gives you the ability to flip it open real quick, view all everything you need to right there, and make sure you're abiding by the laws. Go check it out, guys, seasonreport.com. So, James, um, I'm curious to know the first question I have, and the, and the reason this is the first question, probably not something we should immediately jump to, but... You mentioned curving arrows. Um, yeah. Is that more of a, a a setup on the arrow that changes, or is there an actual way that you curve arrow? I mean, does, does your shot process change, or does the arrow setup change, or both? Or um, I was curious to know, like, sometimes I see you have, like, a, it looks like fletchings midway up your arrow. Yeah, middle fletch arrows. Um, we'll take a deep dive into it. So curving arrows, you can do it a lot of different ways, and... I don't know the exact way to do it, but I have a really good understanding on like a basic setup. So you could do several different things to make an arrow curve, but basically to curve an arrow, you need that arrow to go sideways. And for the curve to happen, it'll that arrow wants to correct itself and it will cause it to straighten back up. Now it's different with every bow. I don't have a set formula, but I do have a video on YouTube how to do it, but you can, you can, uh, you know, add weight, or take weight from the front. You could add, um, you know, fletchings to the mid. Well, you know, you can use regular arrows for it, or you can use bare shafts, or you can use middle fletch arrows. Why I use the middle fletch arrows sometimes is they'll curve in a shorter distance. So I have, more, like on video, it looks more dramatic, and you can curve it from like a shorter distance. And you can use it for different, like, I don't know, I use different curving arrows for different shots. But essentially, I would love, like, I like to do with normal arrows because they're more consistent. And say, if I, was, if I was doing a live show or, you know, doing a television show, I would use normal arrows. The middle fletch arrows, um, you know, it's it doesn't put as tight as a group um, sometimes. But the wind can really affect it um, if you have kind of a crossing wind, it'll cause it to curve less, or a headwind. I think a headwind will make it curve more. I prefer not to do it with wind because wind always makes things less consistent, less, and it really affects it as far as how much it curves and how less it curves. So you can really, it could be a super easy shot or it could be a super hard shot just in case of the wind. You could move your knock up and down the arrow, basically do the exact opposite as you do tuning an arrow. You can, you can knock up, you can knock down if you want. And then I'll, it seems to do better with a shorter brace height. Some, and then sometimes with a lighter bow, it'll seem to curve more sometimes. But if you want it to be, you know, curve a little bit flatter, you could uh, use a heavier bow. But it might curve less. And, oh, man, it's a, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of, uh, the way you cant it can cause directions curve. You cant it to the right. Um, flat, it'll curve more. Um, or you can cant it kind of sideways, you know, curve kind of up and down. You can flip it over and curve it to the left. It's all kinds of different ways. And uh, I kind of figured out how to 
you know, do the S curve where you can curve around two barrels each direction. I can curve two arrows around both sides of the barrels and hit two targets behind it or curve two arrows around one side. Or It's just fun to play around with. But it so could be a really fun it, shot. It really is essentially tuning a bow, but tuning it poorly. I mean, you're, yes. you're tuning it to tune poor. Yeah, and there's all different ways to play around with it. I haven't found the set. Like, there's not a set way for each bow. Like, one thing that might work for another bow might not. Yeah, like, it might work for one bow, but it won't work for another. And I like to have um, a big sight pitch or two, so it can kind of arrow come kind of sideways without hitting the riser that hard. I got you. Um, now, at what point, I'm curious to know where this kind of birthed from. Like, at what point were you like, did you like see an aspirin falling and you're like, oh, I can shoot that out of the sky? <laughs> Uh, it just kind of, it really, you know, it's kind of hard to see because everybody just watches the videos now, but you know, I've done this 11 years ago and it was such a hard, you know, it's a hard transition, but I love them kind of like, I always like challenging myself. Um, it really stemmed from skateboarding, I believe from my creativity because you know, skateboarders, they can find an obstacle and do several different stuff on there, but it's just kind of, you know, growing up on the farm, you know, loving archery, um, you know, it kind of stemmed from, you know, I loved hunting and I shot a compound a lot and I'd shoot every day and it got to the point where I was kind of getting burnt out. And then for some reason I made a zip line and, and, uh, you know, started shooting that, got better at that and then started moving with different targets, aerial targets. You know, I had a clay thrower cause I shot sport clays for a little while, started hitting clays with a bow, you know, got, well, with a recurve, you know, got into using a, you know, recurve longbow, using anything. I just, I really enjoy kind of, you know, if I, if I picked up something, like say my kid had a Nerf gun, I'm sitting, I'll, you know, as soon as he stops using it, I'm going to grab it and try to shoot like a water bottle from, you know, far away or try to throw it up in the air. You know, I always like doing that kind of stuff. If I have a BB gun out, you know, I'm going to try to see what I can push. And I, I know, I just always enjoyed that. It's like, it's pretty much just setting a goal and then achieving it. And it kind of gives you like a inner satisfaction whenever you, you know, make that goal happen. Now, um, oh, what's his name? Is it Byron? Mm-hmm. Byron was Ferguson. he a, a big inspiration to you? Oh, yeah. He was a huge inspiration. Like, uh, you know, I was pretty obsessed with hunting. And I'd watch, watch uh, you know, to watch the outdoor show. And, yeah, I grew up watching Byron Ferguson on – um, shooting USA all the time, and uh, I loved it. And he kind of gave me, he's like, oh, man, this could be possible with a bow. And uh, that's when I started trying it. And then the cool thing now, I grew up watching him on there, and then now I'm doing a lot of stuff on that same show. So it's kind of cool. Um, that's cool. And that's, yeah, I grew up watching him. Have you ever got to shoot with him? No, I, I, I hope to meet him one day. He does, He lives in Alabama, not too far. But I hope to I hope to meet him. There's a few guys I'd like to meet. Uh, there's there's a Jerry Hill. He's a big. He keeps he's Howard Hill's nephew, and he he keeps uh he kind of keeps the tradition of Howard Hill alive. And I'd love to talk to him too. Like I I'd love to go see him. He lives in Alabama also, and then see Byron also. And yeah, there's there's huge inspirations. You know, growing up watching him. Uh, you know, that, that he gets kind of a bad. He's kind of get looked well i don't know he's kind of got a bad reputation now but chris brackett grew up watching him too and tim wills you know this 
it was a big inspiration watching them shoot, seeing what's possible with the bow. Speaking of Tim Wells, Fred when are you going to go to the? Uh, when are you going to do some blowgun stuff? <laughs> I shot clays with the blowgun before. I got that blowgun. It's just a. Uh, it's a lot of. <laughs> it takes a lot of lungs for that. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the the pocket shot? Yeah, I looked into that. I haven't used it though. Dude, they're fun. Really? They're fun. I uh, I don't have. They have a whisker biscuit attachment mm-hmm. uh, where you can shoot full length arrows out of them. Uh, I don't have that. I just shoot the like you know BBs, like glass balls, yeah. metal balls. Um, but it is absolutely a blast. <laughs> Me and my oh, son yeah. have so much fun. Uh, I, man, I, I've unloaded on squirrels before. Um, <laughs> just you know, I uh, there's 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 glass balls all over my yard because if I see a squirrel, I run in and get the pocket shot. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah, I love shooting. I I shot. I know I shoot all kinds of stuff, mostly bow, but like I have you know. I shot clay with just about anything, you know, uh, blow guns, the little pistol crossbows. I think Bear carries one as well. Um, yeah. The, like, BB guns, compounds, threw rocks at it, uh, the atlatls, um, trying to think, BB guns, slingshots. Have you seen the guy on YouTube? Or, I mean, he's, he's on social media as well, but he does, like, David and Goliath-type slingshots. Hmm. Like the sling, like the old school, you know, swinging around yeah. your head and let it yeah. rip. Um, I, I don't know exactly. I, I'm friends with a few of them. I actually got to do a podcast tomorrow with a bunch of them. Um, they sent me one, and that's really that's fun cool. too. And I still haven't got the hang of it yet, but I'm, I'm throwing tennis balls a little bit <laughs> in the yard with it. It's really, it's really fun. Now, for somebody who, and, and hearing you talk in the past, you know, um, you know that transition to to kind of trick shots came because of of just being burned out on shooting targets and just going out and shooting steel targets, uh, which that's that's where my tra- that's where my transition uh, from a compound to a recurve came in, because um, I'm like you know a compound is is so much fun to shoot, and I still I love shooting uh, long distances yeah. with a compound, but you know there comes a point where it's just like well the target's at fifty I hit it that was fun, um, and, and so I, I really wanted to switch into that challenge of. And, of shooting a recurve and, and here's I heard somebody say it like this there's it, it, there comes a point in shooting a rifle um, and then there comes a point in shooting a compound then there comes a point in shooting a recurve where it's just you don't you don't you no longer have that euphoric high of like holy crap I hit the target um, there's just a oh, I hit the target again you yeah. know um, and, and I, I certainly haven't reached that point with a recurve yet oh yeah but there's never that euphoric high. It's always you're either satisfied with your shooting or you're you're mm-hmm. mad at your shooting. Um, and then when you make the switch, you get that feeling back. Um, my question for you is this: If somebody is is begin to burn out on, on whatever, maybe it is a rifle, maybe it is a crossbow, maybe it is a compound, and they've just simply lost that love for shooting, um, what's your your best advice in in kind of gaining back that that pure authentic love? for shooting, uh, whatever it is that they're shooting. You got to figure out a way to make it fun again. If it turns into, if it's not fun, you shouldn't do it. And if, if it turns into a job, you know, something like that. And that's, you got to figure out a way to challenge yourself and make it fun again, whether that's, you know, if that's 3d or doing competition, which I was, I was very burnt out on competition before I even got into archery. Cause I used to skateboard and I'd go to competitions every weekend, and I was kind of burnt out 
on on contests and all that stuff. And, you know, it wasn't for me. I went to a 3D course with my compound and everybody, it wasn't fun. I felt more like I was, I felt more, it was more me. I felt like it was cutthroat. Like I got to, you know, got to do great. Got to be serious. It wasn't like, hey, let's hang out, you know, shoot the crap and, you know, but the, the trick shots, you know, what you was talking about, that feeling, that high, that's why I do the trick shots. It's just something satisfying to me, hitting something out of the air and watch it bust or seeing an arrow stick in a target. And and that's why I keep creating new shots to keep it fresh. Because if I do something repetitive long enough, I'm just going to get burnt out. And that's why I like creating new stuff. Um, so you just got to figure out a new way to keep it fun. So if you do the same things over and over, the same results are going to happen. So you got to do a little change here and there to figure out what's fun and what I love about trick shots. It just keeps me doing archery year long, you know, you know, used to be, you know, right before hunting season, that's when I start grabbing the bow and starting to shoot. Now, you know, I never lose that feeling. I feel like I'm an overall better archer just because I'm shooting, shooting the bow year long and it keeps things fresh and something to look forward to. And then if you have friends or buddies and they can get in there and get it like shoot with you too. Now, that is a, a big question that I've always had for you, um, and, I, and I did get to ask it to you in the past. Um, watching you do what you do and, and watching you, you know, hit a – or watching you Robin Hood an arrow through a spinning wedding ring, it's like, holy crap, shooting a deer at 20 yards must be just easy. Um, have you seen that big crossover between, like, between making these shots possible and, and hunting situations? Um. Everything, every time I go into a new shot, it's something different, something I got to change. And, you know, the best thing for hunting is to shoot still targets um, as far as the big game hunting. Now, the clays works really good for quail and bird hunting. And I love I love shooting quail with a bow. Um, that really translate. But, you know, as far as the hand-thrown targets, so the target's going up and down or shooting the water drops, there's not a lot of animals that replicate that same motion going up and down like that. Right. So it's everything's a little bit, you know, you got to shoot kind of, uh, if you was hunting, you got to shoot whatever, you know, you got to shoot just like you was hunting the animal. So if you're, if you're hunting, you know, best to shoot still targets if you can, you know, maybe a little bit of moving targets, but you don't want to shoot a deer running really. Uh, you don't want to do any risky shots. You know, you want to, you owe it to the animal to try to put, you know, the most ethical shot you can. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, some stuff it's, it's weird. It's, a uh, it's, I suffer, um, you know, just because the la like shooting moving targets is a whole different thing than shooting still targets. And you kind of get, you know, it's more instinctive where I find it challenging to shoot still targets sometimes if I don't practice it, you know, it might be months before I shoot a still target again. And, you know, right before hunt season, I'll go back and, you know, I'll get back into the, into the still target, you know, mood. Right. No, I, uh, I'm a big proponent of of practicing like you hunt and uh yeah you know i always tell people and and i understand you know people can't can't have life the way i have my backyard set up but um mm -hmm. i've got i've got nine 3d targets in my backyard um yeah. from from antelope deer bears hogs whatever in my backyard and i i i don't know the last time i pulled out a target with spots on it and shot it um because i don't care if i can hit a ping pong ball um, yeah. What I care about is, can I aim at this animal and kill it? And mm -hmm. my wife, she got a bit of a taste of that because I got her her I got her a compound, and uh, 
and she was shooting, and she could nail. I mean, she could split arrows at, at 20 yards um, mm-hmm. shooting at a spot. And, and then I said, all right, well, let's go and shoot 3Ds uh, in the backyard. And she, it just was lost upon her. Like, there's no spot to aim at. Um, yeah. There's brown, shoot. And, uh, yeah. and I'm like, sweetheart, you have to force yourself to pick a spot on that target and, and, and yeah. hit that target where you want to. And so I, I, I don't ever pull out a bag target or a block target with a big spot on it and shoot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a hunter, my primary goal is to aim at this animal and hit this animal where it's going to kill it. Um, yeah. And so I only shoot 3D targets um, due to that fact is is I want to force myself to, to pick a spot on the animal and, and put an yeah. arrow where it's going to kill that animal. Um, and so I was just curious to know, like, that, that's all I was curious about was like, you know, if you can, if you can, if you can do all these crazy type things, it, it must be, it must come easy to, to shoot a steel target, but the correlation really isn't there. And that, and that yeah. just goes to prove like, you've got to practice what you want to be good at. Like you have to do what you yeah. want to be good at, which is why these hunters look and they're like, there's no way I could ever do that. Well, it's, you've mm-hmm. never practiced that. You, no. You've never practiced shooting a, 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 an aspirin out of the sky. You've never tried it. Um, you know, it's a complete different ball game. And so, uh, I'm just a huge proponent of, of shooting three D's in, in the backyard. Oh yeah. That's a big thing. It's like, that's, that's the way I am. I could pick a spot and hit it like on a three D target. I'm not great at it, but like usually, you know, if I go to like a techno hunt or something, just about all of them are in the kill zone. But if you put me a, you know, a indoor target kind of style shooting you know i won't be able to hit the bullseye but i can pick a spot and that's how you know most of these trick shots that's what i'm doing i pick a spot a lot of times with these moving things i'm not actually aiming at the object i'm picking a spot right in front of it or where it's going to be not where it's at right that's that's a big thing and a lot of people you know they see me do the trick shots like why you're not in the olympics that's like that's like asking a a drift car racer to do nascar it's you know they both use cars but it's two different things yeah absolutely um before we move on, let me give a quick thank you to our friends over at Universal Outdoor Products. Um, UniversalOutdoorProducts.com. They have some some super... Um, well, I, I absolutely... You guys know I love Wise-Eye trail cameras, and I love Baku e-bikes. Universal Outdoor Products carries both. They also carry 6AM gear, which is like back backcountry backpack styling gear. Um, they carry really high-end gear um and and those and those categories and and what i love about thomas over at universal is he only carries the products that he really truly believes and he doesn't want to be you know a big box store that has thousands of products he carries the products he really truly loves and uses and and knows well um and and i was one of those guys who uh met thomas started riding the baku bike with thomas and and I was like, this is really fun, but I would never use it in a hunting situation. I live in Kansas, man. I walk 600 yards in my stand. But then I really started implementing it. And you can get to stands quieter, faster. You don't get sweaty. Um, you can get in better access uh, to different stands because you don't have to walk through bedding areas. Um, so I, I'm a big proponent of e-bikes. And Universal Outdoor Products happens to carry the best of them, and that's Baku. So go check out UniversalOutdoorProducts.com. Um What's the hardest shot you've ever you've ever made? Like the the one that really got you. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out stuff. I I'm gonna did. say it's the trampoline backflip because I saw you eat it a couple times. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's really... I'll tell you what. 
I watched that video, and then I was outside shooting, and in my backyard, there's also a trampoline for the kids. And I was shooting my bow, and it was one of those moments that, that I had where I like looked down at my bow, looked at the trampoline, looked down at my bow, looked at the trampoline, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's really weird, shooting at it, um, especially with the backflip. The backflip, it's like, all right, you'll see that I could lock in, I'll lock in on the target, and all of a sudden, it just flips where you're... You're thinking you're shooting at the target, and you'll shoot way to the right. So it's a really, like, I first practiced with a balloon a few months back, and it's really weird, like, as like I, as I was picking a spot on that balloon, and then the balloon was only, you know, maybe 15, 20 yards at most. And wh- the spot I picked was, like, six foot below it to the left in order to hit that balloon. Like, it's such a weird, like, you think you're looking at the balloon, and as you're flipping, you're shooting way high. It's really weird. Um, it is weird. Yeah, but everything I know the the way it's when I first started, everything was hard, and I used to just chunk arrows at stuff forever, and you know things just got easier. Like it took me the first time I hit an aspirin, it might have took you know thirty minutes to hit the thing, and then you know to the point I haven't shot aspirins a lot lately, but you know it got to the point where I I hit six aspirins in a row. I not, might not bust every aspirin because you got the little bit of arrow wiggle there. But I'll hit it where, you know, bounce off the arrow. So it just, it takes, you know, everything comes hard at first. Um, it's, uh, and then, you know, you keep at it and it'll get easier. 30 yeah, minutes. A, I'm confident. I'm confident that if I went out and tried to shoot a dropping aspirin right now, that it would take me days. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier than people think. And uh, it's, you just got to figure out, the best thing to do is kind of realize, work. the biggest thing is work with the trick shot. Not just, just don't, don't throw Hail Marys at it. Figure it out. Look, you know, take breaks in between shots. Look at what you're doing wrong and adjust to it. Like say, you know, some people would just sit there and just hammer at it and they're, you know, consistently shooting to the right. And they, you can see it shooting the right, but they won't fix it. It's like, all right, pick a spot to the left of it. Now you hit it. And that's what I really like doing it now. Now it's like, it's so much easier for me to just overcome and adapt it. Cause every shot, you know, essentially a new shot, if you're trying a new shot, it should take two tries, you know, but I mean, it sounds, that sounds easier said than done. Um, but you know, you need to just see what you're doing wrong, fix it, then you can hit it. It's yeah, it's a cool process. Just like, uh, you know, I, I think the other day I did a no looking wedding ring shot. Let's see the first, I tried four tries. Well, no, I've tried four tries, and I'd just go back and look at the footage each try because I couldn't I couldn't see the ring. And then I adjusted it. I was like, all right, I'm shooting just a little bit under it. Went back, and then after, like, two more tries, after, I think no, it was a total of eight tries. But sometimes some, in the middle of them tries, I made an adjustment, and that's what got the ring. But just little adjustments like that, that's what I need to work on. And that's just exactly where, you know, going back to our, our initial – statement of like you got to rethink the way you're you're doing things um mm-hmm. you, i mean you have to rethink everything uh I, i'm the kind of shooter where i've i've driven i i have um what's what i'm looking for i have i have hammered in my brain a shot execution um mm-hmm. you know and it's a it's a slow shot execution i think about my grip i think about my hook i think about coming to anchor i think about picking a spot i think about back tension i think about and, and you, you kind of have to throw all that out the window and and restart. Um, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that that I'm not saying by any means that you you 
become a bad shot or you you become a sloppy shot, but you just have to change the way you do things mm-hmm. um, from your arrow setup to your bow setup to I mean everything. Do you shoot yeah. a really lightweight bow? Um, past six months, I've been doing about fifty-seven pounds. Um, but really? my ideal weight, yeah, my ideal weight is about forty-five. But I notice with the fifty with the with the fifty-seven pound one, I have a little bit cleaner release where I could shoot good, but I can't shoot for a long time. But lately, lately the past, you know, I'll I'll go and shoot in the mornings right before work, so I don't have that. I don't have a lot of time to shoot, so I might shoot you know twenty times at the most, so I could. You know, I can handle the 57 pounds, but if I was shooting all day for like a TV show or something, you know, like shooting USA for doing, trying to film six episodes in a day, you know, I'll switch to a lighter poundage bow to like 40, 40, 45. And then, I, you know, I shot 30 pound limbs or whatever. I always thought like looking at these shots, I'm like, man, that, that you, you have to be using a lightweight bow. I mean, to, to get it back that quick and to do the things you're doing with it and uh, to maneuver it the way you're maneuvering it and, and all these things, I'm like, you got to be shooting a really light, lightweight bow for that. Um, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's uh, well, the thing is, uh, like, most of the time I'm just snap shooting. You know, I'm shooting really quick. Uh, I got a really quick shot. So, you know, holding back the bow that long, I mean, you know, it's one thing pulling back a 57-pound bow and just letting go. It's another thing to pull it back and hold it and then let go, you know. It's, it causes less fatigue, you know, if you just do the snap shooting. Right. But, uh, what is your, uh, the best moment you've ever had in trick shooting? Like, that the most euphoric high you've ever had there? Uh, let's see. I if mean, you don't I say can... shooting in front of Snoop Diggy Dog, I don't even yeah. know what we're doing here no more. That, yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, that was the, pretty much the highlight. It's because... You know, I don't shoot in front of a lot of people. I, I always shot by myself. There's there's no really, I don't know any traditional archers around me. I never grew up with anything. And that's why probably why I do what I do today is like if I had a teacher, he'd probably teach me the right way to do it, you know. Um, and so I had to figure everything out. You know, I still shoot two fingers, you know. Um, but the talent show, it was really, is during the pandemic. We had to stay there in a bubble for... A month and I you know I like to over prepare if I'm doing something live or in front of people so I shot I mean pretty much until my fingers were purple you know in the middle um, but I was so nervous and I was I had so much anxiety like I wouldn't sleep at night like I'd get sick and puke in the morning like just I was I don't know I got in my head so bad every day like I was hardly sleeping hardly eating and uh, you know the first the first my first uh, round did all right, and then uh, I, I curved. I curved. Uh, let's see. I shot. I shot an aerial target. Let's see. I shot two aerial targets. Did one where the like Cody Rhodes. He's a wrestler, um, son of Dusty Rhodes. He threw up a target. I hit it. Then I threw up a target. Did a 360. Hit it. Then I curved an arrow, right side of the wall. Then left side of the wall, and then did one behind the head to do that round. The second round. I was uh, shooting a beer can that shot out of a cannon and a double ramp shot and then a five balloon shot. With a five balloon shot, I did it one time and I wasn't really consistent at it like three years before, but they really wanted me to do it. So I spent that whole, I spent like a week or two trying to figure out how to get it the most consistent that I could. And I was holding, holding the arrows between my fingers, squeezing it, had to squeeze it just right to get the arrows to spread just right and shoot it. 
and it was it was a tough shot and it took me forever like it took me a while to figure it out and i went and i was super and i was I, the way this talent show went is the first round you went against another guy like is a head-to-head -head battle so i went against a yo-yo guy name's justin really nice um, got him, but I was going against two other guys. One guy had the highest score of the of the first round with like a 96, and the other guy had a round another score with a 93, and I had an 88. And he, they both did great, but they had little flaws. They messed up here and there. And I knew in order for me to win it, I have to nail every shot. And right before I got on stage, they. They went before me, so I knew I had to do great, so that's more pressure. And I'm sitting there right before the show, hyperventilating, like just, I mean, and the, my producer's trying to calm me down. I'm like sitting there about to freak out. And uh, I got up there, shot the beer can out of the cannon, exploded, done the double ramp shot. And then the first, oh, sorry, I'm going to go back. Um, some The day... You had to keep all your equipment there, which I really did not like. You had, they had to lock up the equipment and do something. And something happened where I went up that day of and practice, and my arrows did not shoot how I wanted them to. Like, because I'd, I'd sit there and i twist the knocks just right where the fletching would hit, hit the other arrow, you know, where it spread out just enough. And somebody messed with it or something because it would, it would go crazy. I bet and it was like Snoop. Had, yeah, it might have been. But it was, it was almost like something something messed me up, and I had to kind of relearn and refix everything right before that morning of, and then they took all my stuff away where I can't practice till that night, and I didn't do that round till about 11 o'clock that night. So the last shot was a five-balloon shot, and I was super nervous, and like I, even, like I stopped in the middle of the round. I was like, I just made sure all the balloons is kind of how I liked it and all that stuff, and then... You know, I got back and I was like, all right, this is it. And then I pulled back, let go, and I shot. And most times, if you watch me on social media, that I'm pretty I'm pretty calm after I shoot, you know. Yeah, but that's that how time, you do it. Like, so, yeah, that's how you do it. And then, But that time, that's the only time you see me just go nuts after the shot. Like, that was just so much weight lifted off of me. And then, uh, that, yeah, Snoop Dogg. What did Snoop Dogg say? I got to know. Oh, he he loved it. He's like a, because right before the he's right before the you know, right before the shot, you kind of tell him what you do, and he's like, oh, I loved it. You know, you told me exactly what you're gonna do. You're gonna do it. Um, he was the, as far as like the big celebrities, he is my favorite one. Like every time he'd walk by me, he'd stop and talk to me. You know, he he remembered my name. He stopped and played cornhole with me. Um, you know, he you autographed some stuff for me and, huh. Uh, he just Did threw. He him? just threw it around. We was just playing around. Nah, I, mean, I didn't play against him. Like he walked. We. I was playing against another guy. He's a monster truck driver. We was playing cornhole out there, and he came and threw the bag, and he got a hole with the first first throw, and just walked up, walked away. Um, but yeah, he's he's really cool. Uh, uh yeah, I really that like is him. cool, man. And then Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes is really nice too. Bert is uh, his wife's from the same town I'm in, and uh, he said he's gonna he wanted to come learn learn how to curve arrows. Um, he shot archery. Like after that round, he went and picked up my bow and shot a bullseye first try. I was like, I was like, you better stop there. <laughs> but yeah, Bert was into <laughs> archery too. I was like, don't do, don't have do you, that again. Uh, have you like, ever met somebody or 
have you ever met somebody or ran into somebody and you are their first impression to archery and then you kind of have to explain to them like this isn't normal archery like you know what I mean like this isn't the standard this isn't what archery normally looks like I'm the exception yeah I mean that's the great thing about you know with the trick shots it seems to get more viewership than you know regular archery like target archery or whatever and I get I bring in a lot of people that's never done archery before and they want to get into archery it's like hey I want to do you know, I want to get into archery. You know, I I want to get into archery. I want to do trick shots like you. I was like, whoa, you got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. Um, yeah. So it's, I guess, I got to kind of You're not walking, then, my friend. You are sprinting. <laughs> I just like to, you know, I'm constantly, this is all, like, I obsess about this. This is all I think about. So I'm constantly thinking up the new stuff. So that's a great thing. Is I love it. So that's why I keep on challenging myself and doing better and better things. Um, do you do trick shots full-time now? I mean, is that kind of your full-time gig? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I work on a farm, and I still do uh, freelance video and editing for hunting shows. And um, I'd love it one day to be, you know, I do trick shots full-time. That's cool, man. Um, that's the goal. Yeah. No, that's that. That's a good goal, man. And uh, I think if anybody can, can do it, it's, it's certainly you. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of new stuff, and you know I've been trying to point people in the right direction. But a lot of people think they just need to get the same bow I get, and they can do trick shots. Right. And uh, I got kind of explained to them, it's like, hey, you know, my bow might not work for you. You know, I shoot a little bit right. different than you. You know, I might not. You know, I'm I'm a little bit taller. I got a longer draw length, or I can shoot a little bit heavier pounds because I've been shooting recurves for you know this long. You know, you should start out with a lighter bow and then work your way up, and then you get that, and then you get a lot of compound shooters that want to get. You know, I shoot a 70-pound compound. Why don't, you know, I can get a 70-pound recurve. <laughs> you get a lot of that, too. But, yeah, uh, that's a great thing. You know, I, it, that's the goal. That's that's what I love seeing is people getting into archery. That's that's the main goal, and that's why, you know, I have, I've been slacking on it lately. But I'm, I hope, I'm trying to put out more YouTube content um, to how to do these things and, you know, keep keep uh, get people into archery, get people into doing trick shots. Because it's a, it, you know, it's a something you can do all year round, and you don't need a lot of space to do it. You know, if even if you get tired of shooting at five feet, you could put something five feet away and make it really hard. And right. you know, hopefully, I can get more people into. You know, you don't have to shoot wedding rings out there. Just maybe a swinging tennis ball or something, or just anything you could do in your in your room if you wanted to. You know get more people involved and then hopefully you know if more people got into it it'd probably grow the industry you know a little bit more so people will be buying more bows tons of more arrows um stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> i bet <laughs> i can't imagine the the amount of arrows you go through um yeah it's a i, I, I use a lot of flu flus i use a lot of arrows and luckily i'm blessed to be on a farm where it's really manicured so I can go pick up all my arrows. But, you know, a lot, the only ones I lose now is the ones I break. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, but I do go through a lot, you know, I'll buy, you know, six or eight dozen a year. But uh, now I'm, uh, now I'm pretty, like, I haven't bought arrows in a while, but it just depends on what shot I'm doing. Right. What is the, um, when's the Dude Perfect collaboration come out? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I haven't reached out to him, but I, I forgot who I was. 
I think Whistle Sports contacted me a while back, and they wanted to use my video for a Dude Perfect show for something they was doing, and I never heard anything about that lately. That's Man, all that would I heard be about cool. Dude Perfect. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I'd love to meet them. But there's a there's a few people I want to meet. That I've been trying to do trick, do stuff with. Uh, the Gold Brothers, they do shotgun stuff. I've been wanting to do stuff with them. Twenty Two Plankster. Uh, yeah, supposed to do a video with Lars Anderson, stuff like that. But we just haven't got our. No schedule synced up. Now, what is, um, you know, James, I ask all of my guests, um, Fred Bear was big on field notes. Um, what's one field note you've taken over the years throughout your hunting or, or, or filming TV shows or, or whatever it is that I can take and make myself a better hunter with? Mm, the biggest, let's see. That's a tough question. Make yourself a better hunter. I don't know. Or a better shot. I mean, it could be yeah, a, better you know, shot. A, a better shot. I say whenever you get the chance, film yourself. And a lot of people don't it's do good. that. And if you can film yourself, you can, especially if you got, you know, a lot of these cell phones got slow-mo cameras. You can film and you can see what your arrow is actually doing. You know, a lot of times you can't see with the naked eye what's what your arrow is actually doing. And a lot of times you can see that, you, oh, my arrow's out of tune. Or I'm jerking when, a, yeah. you know, I'm jerking this way or jerking that way. And, uh, you know, it's a, a lot of, you, you can see your shot execution. You can see what your arrow is doing, you know, for the target. You know, a lot of times with still targets, it's one thing, but like if you're shooting a moving target, your eyes will fool you a lot of times, um, on what your arrow is doing. You might think you're, you're really close to it when you're actually really behind it, you know, um, stuff like that, like water drops. If you're hitting a water drop and sometimes you'll see a splash, you'll go back and look at the footage. It's like, Oh, I just hit it with the feathers, you know? Um, I didn't hit it with a tip or something right. like that. Um, the, the, no, that's, the, a, that's a great tip, man. I actually just recently put out a video um, on, on my social media filming from above me. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason for that is is I wanted to check my alignment um, and check that I was rolling my, my back shoulder over and, and getting everything into alignment. And uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent, proponent of filming yourself shooting, whether it is behind you, slow-mo to see your arrow or above you or, or behind you to, to see if you're really executing back tension well. or uh, I'm a huge proponent of it. So I, I, I absolutely love that answer. Um, yeah. And it's one I've never got before. You know, everybody's like hunt slow or, or slow down or control your scent. Or, uh, that's one I've never got before. And, it, and it, it pertains to anything, whether you're shooting a compound uh, at long range, whether you're shooting uh, a, a rifle, a crossbow, a, a recurve, a longbow, whatever. Um, it, it really does give you that way to refine your shot process and to make sure that you're, 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 you're executing your shot well and, uh, and to become a better archer. So, um, I absolutely love that answer. Yeah. It's a, even if you can do it, I know it's a pain in the butt, but even if you can film yourself hunting, you could, it helps you out a lot. Like the same thing with TV shows. Yeah. Like if we, you could say, you think you put a good shot on it. Oh, I was a little bit far back. If you look back on the camera. It's like, all right, we need to just hang back a little bit before we go right in there. Or you can look at it. It's like, oh, he smoked him. Let's go. You know, that, that, that saved you a lot of times also, looking back on the footage on the kill shot or whatever, if you can film yourself hunting. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, before we go, one more quick thank you to our friends over at NZ Campers. Uh, NZ Campers builds incredible um, campers. Uh, he's a hunter. He builds them for hunters with some incredible hunting features built in. Boot dryers, meat storage, scent-free cabinets. Um, incredible campers. If you are 
looking to get a new camper or if you're looking to um, be able to go more places and, and stay longer, um, NZ Campers is the absolute way to go. That's E-N-Z-Y Campers. Go check him out. He's a good friend of mine, and he builds some incredible, incredible campers. Um, James, where can they find you at, man? Um, anywhere on social media at, at James Gene Trick Shots. Uh, all one word, all lowercase. James Gene Trick Shots. Go check him out. Um even if, I mean, it's just so fun to watch. It's it's so cool to see. It gives you some new ideas. Um, it makes you jealous for sure. Um, but, no, it, it really is. It's a, it's, it's a joy to watch you shoot, man. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, that's the goal is hopefully Guys, get go people check entertained and, and get more people in archery. Oh, it's definitely entertaining. That's for sure. Um, and and I, that's what I, I I absolutely love them. A lot of people do, obviously. So go check out James Jean's Trick Shots. Um, James, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you for listening. If you found yourself bored in shooting, try something new. Maybe it's a new weapon. Maybe it's a new style of shooting. Maybe it's Trick Shots. Uh, but make sure and, and just keep that love for archery. Keep that love uh, for the outdoors and, and challenge yourself. Find new challenges and uh, and keep going forward and, and keep finding those those highs in in archery and in hunting uh but guys thank you for listening you guys have a great week